on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with footballscoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress, New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman, the voice of the Blue. Raiders Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Young, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant. It is Tuesday, 13 minutes to the top of the hour. Really excited about this next couple segments. So you continue talking high school sports up until the top of the hour. Welcome into our friends down WZYX in Franklin County. And on Facebook Live, if you are watching, thanks for watching. If you're on the website watching, we appreciate that as well, sm-tnsports.com. I got a a lot of folks on uh, Facebook, and uh, we appreciate that, getting some some new views and getting some folks to share it out and watch it live in the morning, and then listening to it on demand. Uh, The podcast is live each and every day. As soon as we get off the air, we archive it, and you guys can listen to it on demand however you would like, whenever you would like, wherever you get your podcast. Just search SM-TN Sports Today or SM-TN Prep Sports Today. Any of those will get you the podcasts, first hour or second hour, depending on what you want to listen to. Or you can just listen to the special guests as they are, and today's special guest is brought to you by the Williamson Herald. Every other Tuesday, we get to talk to our friend Joe Williams, and he is brought to you by the Williamson Herald, the only locally owned print and digital media company in Williamson County. They've been the leader in local sports coverage for the last 15 years. Sports team led by two award-winning journalists, Charles Pulliam and Joe. And they cover teams from Brentwood to Spring Hill, Fairview to Nolansville. If you want the best sports coverage in Williamson County, the best way to do that is to get the daily news e-blast from the Williamson Herald. comes right to your email. And uh, you'll get video coverage as well. The print edition is every Thursday. Subscribe today, 615-790-6465, or sign up at williamsonherald.com. Make sure to follow Charles. I don't know how much you'll get from Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe. Hey, Joe is the one that you asked to do two segments today. Joe, so what, what you're going to get from Joe is um, the the best – comments about whatever's happening 
the the comedic relief from Joe Williams on Twitter and Facebook is worth the price of admission. You may not get as deep of coverage, but you will never be more entertained than when you follow Joe Williams on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just saying. Good morning, Joe. Wow. Wow. Never yeah. be more entertained. Yeah. Good. I ought to be charging for this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, well, sir. That's right. You know, that does remind me. You did double my pay for today, so I'm not complaining that's true. at all. There we go. There we go. What's happening in what's happening in and around Franklin these days? It is uh well let's see. We we've had the Middle Tennessee Electric Scorch Earth uh vendors come through and kill my backyard again. Uh pictures are coming. It's, <laughs> it's actually pretty quiet. Uh I am actually looking for some help. I have birds attacking a car. So if anybody knows how to get rid of birds attacking a car, I need to know. I got nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, good luck. Hope that Looking works for, out. Hope that works yeah, out for think, you. Yeah. None, none of us qualifies ornithologists. No. So. no. No. But on top of that, it is spring. Guys, we're actually on the field this year. Well, we were on the field last year at this time, too. So hold off. <laughs> just, just calm down. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Come on, man. We, we were, we were on, you know, I will always think about last year and, uh, uh, the young Lavalette girl up at uh, Brentwood who hit four home runs in the first four games in the season ended. Mm. Wow. She's at Boston College now. But, I mean, you know, what a way to start a season. And, oh, by the way, you're so hot, we're killing it. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of unfortunate. That's, that's like shut it down. It's over. Like you can't get any better. You might as well you know, walk away while yeah, you, you can. You, might, you know, you might have saved her because at some point she was going to play a game without a home run, and everybody yeah. was going to be disappointed. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, who who's going to hit four home runs in four games to start this season? I don't know yet. Uh, I don't think anybody knows. You know this this is a year where. You're coming in going, well, let's see. He was here two years ago. Yeah. And, you know, the kids that should be leaders this year were sophomores two years ago. And have they developed? Have they gotten better? Have they degraded? I mean, nobody knows. Right. You know, Charles, Charles is kind of our baseball guy. I'm kind of the softball guy. And I am – I am so looking forward to getting back out and being able to see some of these kids play again. Um, and I really think that there are some juniors who are going to play with a great deal of uh, zeal and joy just because I think they're going to get their senior season that some kids didn't get last year. And it's not just softball. It's soccer. It's the whole nine yards. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like everyone – has been impacted by, you know, what took place last year, and that might be a me mastering the obvious there. But, I mean, just talking to folks yesterday at the games that I went to, even with the weather situation that everyone had anticipated yesterday, there there was really that commitment to if there's any way possible to play, we're going to play because we're not gonna, we're not going to give anything up. Yeah. I'm telling you, these kids would have played like pigs in mud if necessary. Mm-hmm. Just just to be able to get out there and play. I mean, it would have been like the old Sandlots when we were kids. Um, 
you know, if, if it rained, we still play. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go yesterday? Did you go anywhere? No, no, I was going to go, uh, going to go to Brentwood and they got rained out and I'm, I'm kind of getting ready. A huge, huge tournament this weekend here in Franklin, the Maryvale Classic, uh, sponsored by Centennial High School over at Fly Park and almost Almost every Williamson County team, I think, uh, public school anyway, is playing in that tournament. Um, Creekwood, the defending champs, the defending champs coming in. Um, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing, and it's it, it, and, and I have to admit it's a little bit special because Mary Val um, was a four-year starter at Centennial. She played with both of my girls. We knew the family. I knew Mary. They all grew up together. Um, fantastic young lady. She was just, she was just special. And uh, unfortunately, uh, a couple, I guess, three or four years, she was 22, 23, died in a, in a tragic car accident, uh, coming home from, from work in Clarksville. Um, special tournament, at least for me. And and I, I like what they're doing, and I, I'm I'm glad that Coach Serban and the guys and the gals over Centennial are honoring Mary. But this this has been and has the makings this year of being a really great tournament. There there are basically three major softball fundraising tournaments in Williamson County. You've got the Brentwood Classic, you've got the Ravenwood Classic, and and the Maryvale Classic. So it's it's it, it, this is going to be the first one this year. So this is kind of special. Yeah, um, starts up Friday over at Fly Park in East Franklin. Um, as you mentioned, Joe, I, I think there's um, what, six pools. I'm, I'm sitting here. I, I reached out to Jeff Serban over the weekend because we have a couple of, quote, local teams participating in that as well. But um, looks like Waverly, Brentwood, Wilson, Central, Moore County, um, Franklin, Mount Juliet, Coffee County, Clarksville, Northwest. Um Independence, Eagleville, Columbia Academy, Cheatham County, Creekwood Summit, Green Hills, Smyrna, Gallatin, Dixon County, Murfreesboro Central, Laverne, Lebanon, Fairview. Eagleville's in it. Eagleville's in it. I'm a, I might have yeah. overlooked them somewhere in amongst this tree killing that I did over the weekend to print out all those brackets. Yeah, there's Eagleville. Yeah. Um, yeah, Eagleville's in the pool with Independence, Columbia Academy, and Cheatham County. So, um, yeah, they will play pool play Friday and early portion of Saturday and then go into bracket play a midday Saturday. Championship game, I think, is going to be around 9 o'clock Saturday night. So We hope. Take your yeah. Take your sleeping bag. You know, you, you know how that works, baby. We oh, I, hey, <laughs> hey, hey! You're talking to a wrestling parent, man. You just you just exactly. go and you go and you stay till it's over. Are these yeah. are these games are they time length? I'm sure they are. Yeah, hour. yeah. They're gonna be they're gonna be an hour, hour and fifteen. Time hour fifteen in yeah. pool play and That's probably I mean. in bracket play as well. But that still doesn't mean anything. No, no, no. Well, I mean, if it's tied, once you get to bracket play, I mean. You can't just tie, yeah. let it go. So. so, yeah. But again. Sure like international tiebreaker quick. Yeah, but, you know, like Joe said, I mean, that that just kind of comes with it. You you go and you stay until it's done. Oh, I, I'm a softball guy, so yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I've, been at, I've been at Spain Park at midnight 30 a couple of times, so. Yeah. 
It's not not unusual for me uh, either, Joe. I I like that you're the that you're the softball guy, Joe, because I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of each other. The the biggest the, the and I don't normally criticize TWSAA. But the biggest ripoff I ever saw was about I guess it was three years ago in the state tournament when they had fields available, but said they didn't have umpires at the state championship tournament in Murfreesboro. And Brentwood wound up starting a game at 11.35 p.m. Yeah, that's we not left good. There. You remember that? We left, we left at 1.30, and they played again at 10. Yeah, uh, and when you've got fields and not umpires, that's it's supposed to be the other way around. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my question at the time was, well, you know, you know you got umpires in the area. Call them in. Yeah. You know, this is a, this is an unusual situation. This is, you know, this is one of those weird things. And, well, we have our, you know, we have our state championship umpires. But hell, give me a mask. I'll go mm, call. Right? <laughs> Anybody? But. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's no sense in these kids being out here and you know, taking the first pitch at eleven forty-seven. Not at all. Hey, Joe, uh, hang on. We're going to get back with you on the other side of the break. Uh, Appreciate you hanging out with us today. And uh, you guys stick around on the other side of the top of the hour. We will talk more with Joe Williams, and we'll talk about uh, some more regional stuff, a little fairgrounds talk. So appreciate Joe hanging out with us, presented by the Williamson Herald on Tuesdays on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. When we come back, we will continue talking to Joe on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. So stick around. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Welcome back to the second hour of the show. Unless you're listening on the podcast and it's, well, it's the first hour or maybe the second hour, depending on what <laughs> in what order you listen to the show. Uh, if you're listening on uh, Facebook or watching on Facebook, we appreciate you as always. And of course, our friends down at WZYX in Franklin County. As we continue on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald and... The guy who knows far more about the Nashville Fairgrounds than anybody in this room. Um, kind of wanted to talk to you, Joe, a little bit about what the most recent uh, development means for both the city of Nashville, the fairgrounds, and NASCAR. And what exactly does this, uh, I guess, agreement or whatever... Uh, was recently signed by Mayor John Cooper. What does that mean? The letter of intent with uh, Bristol Motor or Bristol Motor Speedway I'm, is what we're talking about to rejuvenate. I guess is the way we're we're putting it now. Uh, the Fairgrounds Speedway in Nashville. Uh, it is uh, it's probably the biggest thing to happen to local racing. In a long time. I mean, I, I grant you the cup race coming back to the super speed was one thing, but uh, the fairgrounds is such a sort place. It's the uh, longest operating racing facility in the country. It is, it, you know, it's been around since 1904. Um, 
the history of the place is unbelievable. What it means, it, quick history. Um, for years, of course, it, it ran cup races and local racing. And in 1983, uh, local owner Gary Baker had a partner by the name of Warner Hodgson out of California. Warner liked to spend a lot of money. Warner was in the contracting business, and somebody underneath him uh, rigged some bids and got caught. Long story short, Warner bought out Gary in 83 and went broke the first part of 85, and NASCAR said, we got to get out of here, and they did. Uh, the last race was in July of 1984. Uh, they said NASCAR would never come back to the facility. Over the years, uh, different people came in after Gary, ran the place. Some did well, some did not. Uh, eventually, they built the Super Speedway and took the NASCAR races, which were just the, the second tier, if you will. It's now Xfinity and trucks out there. And the, the place has kind of struggled. It's the only way to put it. Uh, in addition, the area around it changed. Uh, that, that entire area has become gentrified, quite frankly. And folks have built houses knowing that there was a racetrack there. And they've tried very desperately to close it down. Uh, there have been some administrations uh, in Metro who have tried to close the entire fairground. So uh, that's kind of the background. It, 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 it's kind of been a death spiral. All of a sudden, Bristol's come up and said, we're willing to come in and change that. And, and basically, this letter of intent involves a $50 million investment to upgrade that facility and potentially bring back a cup race. NASCAR has learned over the last 10 years that these cookie-cutter mile-and-a-half tracks just, just don't do it for the fans. The racing's not good. Everybody loves Bristol because it's a short track and there's lots of beating and banging and passing. Martinsville's the same way. And they're beginning to understand they got to get back towards their roots. And that's what this will do. And the beautiful part about it is, and I'm rambling here, I'm sorry, but the beautiful part about it is it costs Metro nothing. Unlike the Titans, unlike the Predators, unlike the soccer stadium, Metro has no money in this. Don't, and yet it'll be. I'm sorry, don't apologize for rambling, Joe, because, you know, as, as Chris mentioned, you bring – information to our airwaves and and i appreciate that you know i'm not a big nascar guy but or, or a stock car racing guy i did not realize it had been 37 years and counting since nascar was in nashville you're or at yeah. that facility so that's yeah. well the, the top tier cup races and 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 in in full disclosure please understand um i was PR, i was a 21 year old pr director for the track at the last cup race <laughs> I mean, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. You ain't gonna see no twenty-one-year-old kid right. handling public relations at a cup race anymore. Right, right. Well, that just ain't gonna happen. You were equipped uh, for it, though. But, but, um, still, you know, I'm the concern. I think at this point, and and Chris and I have kind of mentioned this in passing and that kind of thing. But you know, you mentioned the number of people who have moved into that area knowing that there's a racetrack there and being bothered by racing. Yeah. Isn't not, it amazing? Not just that, but, I mean, the future development of that area is only going to get worse because you're talking about can, – can you imagine a Sunday afternoon and all those uh, 
uh, all those 21 to 24 year old females who are trying to have brunch uh, in the new development right there where while a uh, a cup race is <laughs> taking place <laughs> that's gonna be fun <laughs> well, you know, and, and and I guess what nobody understands so there was there was a point for for literally decades I mean, there, there was a there was a, a fifteen year stretch where they ran about twenty Saturday nights and eighteen Tuesday nights during the year. That'll, and that'll never, yeah, that'll never happen again. You know, we ran. I, I guess the last really full schedule we we ran in the, in the nineties. We ran twenty. We ran twenty four weekends, if you will. And didn't have a whole lot of trouble. Uh, again, granted, there's but, – but you have to understand so much of what's happened at the fairgrounds, guys, is not about racing and it's not about sports. It's about money. Hmm. Poor management. Uh, well, for the track, yeah, there have been some issues there. But it, 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 it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, it, it, when – you want to bring, quote, Major League Soccer in, but the only way to make the deal work is for the city to give me 10 acres of land that's going to generate a couple billion dollars of revenue over the next 45, 50 years. But I get the land for free. You know, um, that's yeah. one thing this deal, there's, Bristol has asked nothing for free. And, you know, there's, there's fit, like I said, there, it's a $50 million improvement, bond improvement. Metro will issue the bonds. Bristol will pay the bond plus what they're willing to add to it. Um, some of the, some of the improvements that, uh, that I'm hearing about are just going to knock your socks off. Why, and if you, why is Bristol willing to do this? Because they understand there's money to be made mm-hmm. over, over over a long period of time. There you go. Yeah, I mean, if they're willing to put money into it, it ain't just out yeah. of the goodness of their heart. Right. No, I, yeah. especially, I mean, obviously Bristol and Nashville, completely different markets, and you're going to get, but with with it being a similar, you know, as, as far as length goes, mm-hmm. track length, uh, similar tracks, I mean, you're, it's not really the same because the banking at Bristol is just ridiculous, but... You know, I think that it's it's important for people to understand that NASCAR, while com- has certainly ebbed and flowed as far as support goes, is certainly back on the upswing um, nationally because of things like this, where people, you know, folks who are, who are willing to put back into communities and that sort of thing. But on top of that, how much impact did the All Star and the the broad the the burnout on Broadway and that sort of thing? How much impact did that have on NASCAR being open to coming back to Nashville? I think. Well, look, here's the thing: um, everything they're doing right now is driven by TV. Because you know, how many races did they have to run last year with no fans? Mm-hmm. Okay, how do they make that work? How do they pay the bills? It's simple: it's the TV money. The contract's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Now, I think TV is driving a lot of decisions. You've seen some major changes in the schedule, et cetera. And I think Nashville's part of it. TV wants the Nashville market. Desperately, number one. Number two, there's not another track 
anywhere in the country where, you know, the, the old stories about Marty Robbins racing at the fairgrounds and, and pulling off in the middle of the race and literally getting a police escort in his race car to, to get to the Ryman in time to be on the Opry are true. <laughs> and those still, those things can still happen. Hey, you know what? The race is over at 10 o'clock. We're going to get in our car. We're going to drive 10 minutes and we're on, we're on lower broad. I mean, come on. How many folks, you know? You of course, now it's going it, to it, take you 20 minutes to get parked on Lower Broad, but still, you can be down well, there. I granted. Take an but Uber. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what dropped you, off. There you go. Take an Uber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just Uber your butt down. Um, you know, Chris, you know, Chris mentioned the, the burnout on Broadway and all that and, and how that went as getting NASCAR more bought in. I think NASCAR was bought in before that, though. I think the burnout on Broadway. I think the Hall of Fame induction and that kind of thing coming to Nashville, I think has been an indication that NASCAR wanted to get back into this town. Is that, am I reading that wrong? No, you're exactly right. And the, the thing that has, the thing that has prevented them coming back for low these many years and the thing that ran them out of here was, was not the issue of the bankruptcy. I mean, God knows Gary Baker had enough. I mean, he, he told him, Hey, I'll put all the money in escrow. You know, this is not a money issue. The thing that scared the hell out of NASCAR for years has been the Tennessee State Fair Board and now the Metro Fair Board because you didn't know what they were going to do. The catch to this is part of that was when, when, the, when the issue was going down in the, in the middle and late 80s, the original 30-year contract that Bill Donahoe had was about to come to an end and nobody knew what was going to happen. What NASCAR wants to see is some stability. Bristol coming in and getting this this you know this long term deal. I'm not sure if it's 20 or 30 or however long it's going to wind up being, but it's a and, and they've said from the from the get. I mean, they've been here before when the track was up for bid and and requested it. But the board would never go more than a year with a couple of year options or a five year at the most kind of contract. And that's not enough. To, that's not enough time to put any money into anything. You cannot recoup the money that quickly. So Makes sense. the catch is the mayor stepped in and said, no, we're going to do a long-term deal. If you've got a long-term deal, there are a lot of things you can do. Yeah. Hey, you're at NASCAR. They, they, they will only work with stability because they, I mean, they, they don't have to work with anything else. You know, sure. I mean, it's not like, it's not like they, they're banging on, on every, short tracks door trying to get in. I mean, it's, it's the other way around. So when you've got yeah. the leverage and you've got the, the ability, you can be picky. And I think Nashville for all of its flaws in the past, right now it's one of the top five destination tour cities in this country and will be for the next couple of decades. And I don't think there's any question that, Folks want to be here, and NASCAR clearly wants to be here, and and you're seeing, you're seeing the fruits of a lot of years of labor in building what Nashville has become. Now, some of us will be are don't love it, but you know those of you who have been here for a lot longer than I have, you may not love some of the things, but you can't argue with the fact that. Middle Tennessee is the place to be right now. And and well, I, I think that, you know, 
again, there being a short track here because everybody that that is a NASCAR lover that I tell I've never been to a race tells me I've got to go to Bristol because mm-hmm. that's the one. Yeah, and so the short track aspect of Nashville, I think, really plays into this whole dynamic as well. Well, yeah, just a couple of quick notes. Remember, one time a baker owned Bristol and Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at one point, the banks at Nashville were higher than Bristol. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. This is, this is actually the third configuration uh, of the track at the fairground. Gotcha. Uh, one, you know, the other thing that this opens up that I, I think folks have, have missed, I've been, I've been drooling about this for over years when I heard that this may actually happen. Think about it. For years, the Nashville Fairground Speedway was the only place in the country where you could run every week and run the top major league series at the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Alexander, Sterling Marlin, Daryl Walter, Bobby Hamilton. Let's start walking through the names, okay? <laughs> and, and part of that was, and, and, the, and the funny part, Buddy Baker told me one time, because yeah, we were trying to figure out how Bobby Hamilton had, had uh, been able to, to get on the cup circuit and the, and the bush circuit and do so well. He said, Buddy said, look, you've got to understand. He said, Nashville is like five or six different other tracks. You know, coming off turn two is kind of like this place, and, and the back straight was kind of – and he starts naming them off. He says, this is the perfect training ground. Gotcha. To go somewhere else. Well, and, and that's, that's a beautiful thing, but now – Nashville has a unique opportunity to have two cup races in a year, one at a super speedway, one at a short track. No other market can do Nobody. that. Nobody. Nobody can do that. That's fantastic. And I, I mean, I'm just, and then if you add in the Grand Prix downtown, mm-hmm. you know, look, oh. guys, how many, how many, Maurice, you've lived here all your life. How many times do you remember years ago when the discussion was who's going to be bigger, Charlotte or Nashville? Right. You know, and with just a couple of different changes, heck, Nashville could be the racing what Charlotte is. But things didn't pan out quite the same. And that's okay. But yeah. yeah, but that's all right. But but I just, I see Nashville is kind of the, and it's a much more central location. I mean, you can get, you know, there's what, 78% of the U.S. population within an eight-hour drive of this place? Wow, that's a heck of a number. I mean, you can get to you can get from Chicago to here in eight hours. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It does. <laughs> you know, fantastic. So it's you know this. I think I think what's going to happen at Fairgrounds is going to be huge. I think what's more important uh, for some of our folks, uh, especially down around your area, like the Michael Houses of the world, um, former track champ there, is that uh, Bristol's coming in very committed to the local program too. And that's, that's the big legacy. Look, every racer in the country wants to come to Nashville and win. Hell, most of them just want to come to Nashville and race. They just want to get on this track. The fa- here, here's, a, here's an interesting note for you. The fastest-selling track on iRacing, which has become a huge thing. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm guilty. I'm, 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 I'm addicted. <laughs> I've seen that. It's fun, though. Yeah. You know, but the fastest selling track upon release in iRacing history was Nashville. That's crazy. 
that's awesome is what that is, Joe. <laughs> I'm excited. So, I know you are, and we're gonna get Mo to a, <laughs> we're gonna get Mo to a NASCAR race here soon. Just I, get I, me some earplugs, man. Yeah, earplugs is ear, earplugs and sunscreen because it, it it can get rough out there. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, we've got to get we we need to get Mo, um, over to the super speedway for the race in June. I don't know if you need to see the. the Seeing a race like that as your first race live, I don't know, man. I don't feel like you're gonna get get the the full the full love of racing if that's your first race, a super speedway. I don't know. Well, that's true, but all it does is wet you and makes you understand how much better the short track is. There, that's that. true. That's true. <laughs> you, you, you don't know what you got till till you don't have it. So no, I'll, I'll let y'all figure all that out and just um. You just come along get, for the ride and up. there and we ho- go and hope and hope there's some food on the way involved. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, Joe, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Uh, Joe Williams on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Thanks, man. Guys, y'all have a great day and uh, hope to see you this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.